The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What is cracking, sir? Can you feel me getting closer to you? I know, man. <laughs> We're just a couple days away here, and you're going to be... 48 in, hours. In my neck of the woods. We're going to be sitting in the same room. Uh, I mean, being able to smell one another, being able to yeah. hold one another at long last um, yeah you'll be able to smell sam culper too oh my goodness yeah that is gonna be hot that will be hot been a long time since he's been on the show you know it it has been a while hasn't it yeah we'll have to get him and his wife on if she wants to i'm not gonna yeah. force her um but i do know that yeah. she is more um a a better fan than than sam culper is Is that right well i know that's, that sam listens to, to our show but yeah, i do believe yeah. that um his <laughs> wife finds us more interesting than he does that's yeah okay well that makes sense <laughs> that makes sense yeah my god that's funny mm. i'm gonna be there all weekend now yes you all are weekend i'm excited too it'll be good i took off work for you <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh my goodness, man! So what what's a, what's what? uh, new with you? Are we uh, going to talk about? Let, let's first let's let's uh, Podbelly go to Podbelly.com and then we'll. It's been a it's been a couple of weeks, and um, I don't know how you know. I, now I don't know how much I want to talk about it. Why? I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll still talk about it. Of talk course, about what? But the person who did not want to come on our show ah uh, yes no we can yes. talk about it for sure mm -hmm. uh but yeah cruise over to podbelly.com uh <clears throat> tell them that we sent you tell them that the ecto boys sent you and while you're there why don't you check out some really cool podcasts um literally there's something for everybody more serious um, podcasts there are more serious podcasts out there yeah there well, are unlike us no not really but i mean like hillbilly horror stories changing hearts and minds I mean, the dark multiverse of Stephen King. That's sexy. I love that stuff. Uh, Mind Frame podcast. Check these out. And then again, let them know that we sent you. Damn it. But yes, cruise over to podbelly.com for all the sexy podcasts. The sexiest of the sexy podcasts. That's what that is. Um, guys, like, yeah, it's been a minute, right? It's been a minute since we've talked. Um, and... I mean, I was all over the place for the holiday for like um, whatever holiday that was. Thanksgiving. It's kind of all yep. over the place. And then um, the like I've been following the whole like serial killer, potential serial killer thing. Mm -hmm. uh, just because it's literally five <laughs> minutes away from my front door. Right. So, Donald Studi. Yes. The Donald Studi story that we brought to you um, a while ago. And then, of course, um, we did that interview with Patrick Chittick. Um, 
and we talked more about it. Um, but a lot has happened since Some, then, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot has happened since then. So since then, the FBI 100% got involved with everything. And basically, they were like, okay, look, here's the deal. Like, between the FBI and DCI, they were like, here's the deal. We need some form of evidence, right? Like, we got to figure this out. And if you're saying they're in the ground or in their inner well or they're wherever, we need to figure this out. I think they had four different cadaver dogs that went out there and, like, hit multiple different times and things of that nature. So they wanted to address this. Uh, they went out there. They did a a dig, an excavation. Uh, I don't know what they did. What I do know is that there was, like, 20 to 30 vehicles that were out there. Yes. I went out there. Um, I mean, the day they started all of this stuff, I went out there. Now... I had every piece of camera equipment that I own. I even had my drone on me, right? Yeah. I was sitting all in the back of my car. Did you fly the drone over the excavation? No, sir. No, right. sir. And I'll tell you why here in a moment. I mean, I um, can guess why. <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway, but what happened was I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pack up. I'm going to go out there. Um, and I'm going to figure this out. So cruising out there to the only section that i felt comfortable driving to um cruised out there and uh i noticed something immediately that was a little suspect and that was that the road signs had been taken away they were gone they've been removed um so i thought that was a little bit suspect but then i was also like holy crap this is actually happening um because if you're not from the area, you don't know where the hell you are, right? So I uh I mean Google Earth still had it on there. Yeah, absolutely, of course. But what I'm saying is like just driving out there, you're like, wait, is this the turn? Is that the turn? What's what's going on here? Sure. It's it's confusing. But uh so I cruised up and immediately then noticed uh a police officer that was sitting there kind of blocking this path. I was like, okie doke. So I parked the car, rolled down the window, and talked to this guy. Um, and I said, hey, I'm not uh, obviously here to be a looky-loo or anything like that. I want to stay the hell out of y'all's way. Um, I go, however, I didn't pass. know how far. What's that now? You do have a press pass. I do have a press pass, which I then flashed. I said, I don't know how far this will get me today. He goes, well... He goes, that's an excellent question. Probably somebody above my pay grade can answer that. And I said, no problem. I'll contact whoever I need to contact. So I did. Um, they kindly then told me, dude, no, no press. Not today. No press. Cool. Noted. Whatever. Um, so I turned around. I went home. Uh, came up with like a plan B. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Since then, they did a three-day-long excavation there's some uh, contention with that now contention even neighbors are saying that they at most dug for two days probably one and a half days and the third day was just cleaning up oh i see okay that's at least well, the claim of some of the neighbors well maybe that's possible i know yeah. that i couldn't get into that place for three days right sure. <laughs> like, that's what i know 
Um, well, they didn't say that they weren't there for three days. They just believed that they only really that they dug for a did day and a half. Actual work. Yes. For X amount of time. Got it. Okay. Um, so anyway, so they they after the three days or whatever, they didn't find anything. And they didn't find bodies or anything like that. So they said, well, we're going to basically just call this a wash and we're going to pack up and go home. Um, so since that revelation or whatever, shit's gone crazy. Like things went crazy immediately online. They were already crazy online to be fair. That's fair too. But then, I mean, they really started a divide. Yes, I still believe Lucy. No, I don't believe Lucy. Yes, I believe Lucy. And no, like I don't. Like it was just back and forth constantly. And the the mudslinging that was going on was absolutely ludicrous. Um, Then we have um, just a couple days ago now, a couple days ago, uh, a new article hit in Rolling Stone. Yes. Um, Now, this would be the sister Susan Lucy Susan who we have mentioned before um now Susan has disappeared from Facebook now has she now she was super active for a couple days after they put the press release out uh, after the DPS put the press release out she was super active for a few days then she deleted a lot of her comments and I haven't seen her comment on anything since then well maybe she's taking a much needed break from social media sure Um, no that's understandable Maybe now I don't I don't know, but now what I do know is then so in that in that article from Rolling Stone, Susan is basically claiming none of this was true. Um, she claimed that long before that article. She did, to be fair, absolutely, she did. She did claim that um, since the start of all of this, and probably even before. Um, but then, of course, then just today. Newsweek comes out with another article. Two articles. Oh, is it two? It's two articles now. One is the article that I sent you, which I think is the one you already saw. And then the second one has a lot of the same stuff in it, but it's a um it's a open letter from Lucy herself. Oh, I see. Um, oh, I do see the open letter here. Um so, yeah, basically what Lucy is saying now is that you guys didn't do a good enough job, number one, but you didn't dig in the right areas, number two. So it was on the wrong hill. It was on and the wrong hill. Sh- like, all of this stuff was wrong. They even dug, like, what, I don't even remember what it was, like the wrong well. The wrong well on the wrong hill. So I'm going to read this real quick. It says, six days after authorities announced an excavation turned up no human remains, the woman claiming her father buried scores of people in the Green Hollow area in southwest Iowa is threatening to gather a private investigative team to explore the right well, claiming authorities dug for remains in the wrong area last week. A uh, private search could involve cadaver dogs, drones uh, mapping the vast and hilly area of the hollows, digging of the well and other measures in the coming months. Sean Smith. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Sean Smith, whose property is adjacent to the land once owned by Lucy Studi's family. But it is the one that they dug on, correct? Correct, yes. Uh, Told Newsweek that he would participate in any future digging, um, 
since some of the suspected sites are on his property. Smith dug out a section of the area to lay, lay pavement so investigators could access the area. Uh, Studi said she had spoken Tuesday with the FBI and the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation about the dig effort near the tiny town of Thurman, demanding that the investigation remain open and that authorities return to a dry, a dry well on the land. The one she claims was ignored by authorities, but is actually the right well to be searched for bodies. Uh, investigators would not comment any further Wednesday, directing Newsweek to a brief release last week saying no evidence was found during an exhaustive search based on GPS coordinates provided by Studi to verify her claims that her father, Donald Dean Studi, was a killer who preyed mostly on transients and prostitutes. Um, so, I mean, there we go. You know what I mean? Like this, again, like all of this just hit. Um, but yeah, it was kind of weird there for a, a few hours anyway. Uh, was that last Friday that they kind of wrapped everything? It was up? Thursday. It? it was Thursday. Well, I forget. It was Thursday or Friday, but I it do was the remember eighth that they posted that, which was Thursday. So that would have been Thursday. They yes. posted oh. the, um, end of the, the press yeah. release. And so I do know that, um, you know, after all of that stuff, like everybody, especially in like where I'm living, right? Like Jesus Christ, that's all anybody was talking about. Mm -hmm. And it was almost laughable because like you would walk by people and they were talking in very hushed tones, right? They're talking like this, like they don't want anybody to know what they're actually talking about, but everybody's talking about the same fucking thing. Like everybody was talking about the exact same thing. And it was this case. Now, also, then people were so confused because they were like, are they still digging? Are they not digging? Did they find something? Did they not find something? Like, what does this mean? Like, oh, like, are, are they just fair, quitting for the winner? Are they yeah. just doing that? But yeah, the, 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 the press release the was not definitive was in any way. Yeah. No, the statement was absolute shit because it left a lot of questions unanswered. And so, I mean, here we go. Like, it's funny, my, my wife and I were talking about this case the other day, and, you know, everything had kind of settled down other than on Facebook, you know, everything's just yeah. fucking crazy. But um, we were talking, and she was like, I don't know, do you think it's over? And I, I made a comment. I said, in all honesty, I think we've just reached the end of Act One. <laughs> I really do. I really, honest to God, believe this. I believe that it's it's not over i i think this is still going to happen something is going to happen here um what that looks like though like that's what i don't know so today uh this afternoon i got uh well let's talk we we missed a couple things in there oh, so yeah, on sorry. sunday on sunday lucy went on facebook oh yes and made a post that ended with you'll have one more body in the morning mine yeah she was pretty um, pissed off i think yeah it was like a little two paragraph post about uh thanking newsweek and saying fuck you to the authorities straight up said those words so she did that and some people called in wellness checks on her 
Yeah. And she had disappeared. Even her husband didn't know where she was. Her husband, who also posted on Facebook that she, he did not know where she was and they were searching for her. Correct. Yes. And then it was maybe 45 minutes to an hour later around that time. I couldn't sleep. This was late at night. Um, he He's came on and said that the police did find her. The authorities did find her. She yeah. stopped by to drop her purse off, but she was taking in for mental evaluation yeah. and uh, stuff overnight. So, yeah. so that did happen. So she that was came Sunday. back the next day. Yeah, she came back the next day and said she was home, and mm-hmm. obviously nothing came of that. Right. Um, Which, thank goodness. I mean, somebody says something like that online. We have to take it serious, especially mm-hmm. these days. My God. And honestly, like, and it, I, I could go either way on this, right? Like, in her defense, sure. Like, I can't even imagine what the onslaught of bullshit would be like. Because now, like, the FBI is saying, oh, we didn't find anything. Immediately, people are saying you're a fucking liar. Yeah. Right? Immediately, people have written you off. Changed sides, right? So to speak. Um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy stuff. But... Then today, uh, this afternoon, um, Lucy was kind enough to send me the link to this to this story. Um, so I read through it, and she kindly asked us to to read through it and maybe, you know, post about it, get it out there a little bit more, so people can see that maybe this case isn't quite done and over with yet. Um, I then asked her. I said, you know, maybe this would be better coming from your mouth, you know. And so I asked her come on the show and she kindly um declined she thought about it first she did she thought about it for a minute absolutely um but then declined ultimately which is fine um so then i uh we talked a little bit more um but yeah so but her ultimate reason for declining wasn't because she wasn't doing press it was because of our type of show Right. It's kind of the genre of show, I think. Yeah. The the paranormal vein. She thought she wouldn't be taken seriously if she came on our show. Right. Which, I mean, to be fair, nobody really takes us seriously anyway. I'm joking, by the way. <laughs> but still. Like, it's it's funny because, I mean, we do, we do talk more than just paranormal, right? Now. Sure. I mean, we talk true crime. We talk uh, unsolved mysteries type shit. I mean, this is right in our fucking wheelhouse, honestly. Um. But with a, a you know a title like the ectoplasm show and a slimer on there, of course you're gonna think, oh, these guys are just talking ghosts the whole time, right? But yeah, he's fucking adorable, so leave him alone. But yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of where we're at now with all of this. Um, we were, and it's um, so we were going to go out to Patrick's on Saturday. Yes, we. But were. the current owner of the property has asked him to, for the time being. Uh, yeah stop bringing people out to the property for now so it doesn't mean it won't happen yeah he he wants to bring us out there but obviously you know he doesn't want to risk where he lives so he's not going to to do that so yeah yeah Uh, do you know that your uh your green screen i could see the edge of it yes i do know this okay all right i just want to make sure i was listen i was fiddle fucking around (laughs) with it for for just forever and I'm yeah. a little upset with it. Oh. I've come to terms with it, and then you just brought it right. Is back it a cloth? Because I can see wrinkles in it too. Listen to me, asshole. <laughs> Listen, 
I didn't notice until I started picking it apart uh, and looking okay. at it. The green screen's going bye-bye now. Like, it's just going away. Just paint the wall behind you. It's painted. It looks great, actually. It's painted. It it's a green good. screen? The wall behind you is painted as a green screen. No. No, no. That's no, what no, you no. should do. I would never do anything like that. I would never do anything like that. Why never. not? Who, who do you have to impress? Nobody. I just changed my this mind. This is not impressive. No, it isn't. People don't give a shit, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I tell you what, when you're up here this weekend, you can tell me how to fucking do some interior decorating over here. Okay? All right. Yeah. Sexy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> i mean so actually before you and i talked talked on the phone after you got the text from lucy uh yes. before she declined the show and we yes. both basically said the same thing that we were kind of done with this but obviously yeah who because it's going to happen now i guess but we won't do anything else on the show until something happens yeah like i mean for the you know as far as like the ectoplasm show is concerned or whatever yeah until we get something else like going like yeah like i mean there's really nothing else to report on you know until we have something else going you know until yeah they, just you know middle-aged women going nuclear on facebook man going nuclear that was the term you used the other <laughs> yes. day and i lost my mind yeah. i was laughing so hard at that oh my god it was great so real quick here my friend what else is happening in the world of the weird our old friend is even though he's dead, is back oh. in the news. Who? Finn and his treasure. What? He's been dead the for a while now, right? Treasure and the treasure thing is back. Yeah, they put it up for auction. They put the treasure itself up for auction. Okay. Would you care to guess how much it actually sold for? Oh, it's sold. It's sold. Oh, it has sold. Okay. It did sell. Um, now there is like there is gold things in there and there are yeah. things that are tangible that are worth something but can you fancy a guess five million dollars five million no not quite that high okay okay so okay i was overshooting yeah three million oh 1.3 oh 1.3 okay so still over a million dollars it says there's 500 individual items in it what there's not that many in the photo yeah interesting okay that's interesting it was discovered in the summer of 2020 dude that was crazy it's been that long ago yeah you remember that oh yeah didn't he die right before it was found so he's been dead for two years yeah i'm telling you man no wait he did verify that it was the thing and then he died right correct yeah correct he did verify it and then yeah he went he he died sadly they sold 400 there's 476 pieces in it in a private auction wow okay oh no a private group purchased oh it was a group it was a month-long auction which included monday evening and they sold for one million three hundred and seven thousand it's crazy. Oh, absolutely crazy. This is weird because it says the highest price piece in the collection was a huge gold nugget, which weighs over one pound and sold for an astounding 55,000. So maybe that's the total of oh, all the items selling. 
that's probably it then yes most intriguing item a sealed glass jar containing what is said to be twenty-two thousand word autobiography penned by finn well there you can make your some money by publishing that yeah maybe that was bought for forty eight thousand dollars wow <laughs> you think you're gonna get a good return on that mm. $48,000? We're still talking about it. And it's been... Can you make it back? Can you make that back? I just got to sell $48,001 Kindle books. <laughs> yup. The lowest priced item was a three grams of gold dust, which sold for $900. So the lowest thing, the smallest thing out of the 476 pieces was $900. Wow. So yeah, it definitely split up to um split up. All the pieces were bought by different people. Man. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's good stuff. So he never actually said where he found it. What? He's it never says, claimed to to tell us where. It says while the dispersing of finn's riches may serve as something of a conclusion to the epic saga which began so long ago there remains one lingering mystery surrounding the tale where exactly the cachet was hidden much to the chagrin of many who spent years searching for the treasure stoof as in jack stoof who found it has opted not to reveal the critical piece of information which will likely keep the legend of Finn's treasure alive for all. He's wanting to write it in a book and sell it. That's what it is. He wants to put it, be paid to That's tell exactly where he's putting it, it or where he found it. Jesus Christ. But maybe yeah. it's still out there. Maybe this is a fake. <laughs> and Finn just didn't want to get sued for it. <laughs> so he said, here, take this. Yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. My God. Dude, that's nuts. It's freaking nuts. You want to go look for treasure? We should bury a treasure. We, let's bury some shit, bro. <laughs> like, what do you say? Let's fucking bury some stuff. I know It'll the perfect fine. property to put them on. Nobody <laughs> will ever find them. <coughs> you yeah. all right over there? Never better. I'm just, oh, my God. Yeah. I uh, I got sick a little bit ago. I'm not. Uh, I was sick for a week. I didn't work at all last week. Yeah, I wasn't that sick. Like, I mean, I just had, like, the head stuff. I'm still getting over it. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. man, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there were times that I almost passed out from coughing yeah, or I almost that. fell over from standing up. <laughs> oh, my God. If I fall over or trip or anything just leave like you that there? in my house. No, in my house, they just laugh at me. Oh. They laugh at me. <laughs> my daughters, oh, my God. My wife, they laugh at me, and then, then they'll ask if I'm okay. Mm. Christ! A little drink of water there. Speaking of old news, mm. you remember MH370? No. MH370 is that Malaysia Airlines flight that completely oh. disappeared for that yes, one day. Yes, I do. There's a new story out about it. Brand oh. new. Okay. Researchers suggest newfound MH370 debris reveals possible criminal intent. What the fuck? Really? Mm-hmm. 
Researchers okay. trying to solve the mystery of the Malaysia Airlines Flight 370 say the newly recovered debris from the lost aircraft suggests that there may have been criminal intent behind the plane's peculiar disappearance. Wow. The intriguing assertion was reportedly put forward by engineer Richard Godfrey, the investigator or an investigator, Blaine Gibson, who collect wreckage from the Boeing 777. The infamous infamously went missing back in February, 2014, eight years ago. Last month, the pair acquired a particularly compelling piece of the airline's landing gear that previously unbeknownst to them had been found by a fisherman in Madagascar five years ago. And upon examining the debris, the duo believed that it provided a critical clue regarding MH370's final moments. Detailing their findings in a new report, they indicated that the object is a relatively small metal flap known as a trunnion door, which is opened when... (laughs) I'm sorry, it's just a dumb fucking noise. Yeah, it is. For something. Uh, which is open when the airline airliner is in the process of landing. This piece, they observe, features a significant level of damage with fractures on all sides that were inflicted with st- extreme force. The nature of the markings found on the flap led the pair to conclude that the landing gear was highly likely extended upon impact. That's what I'm asking then. So it's like, okay, so they had the landing gear down. So, yeah, chillingly, the duo theorized that whoever was in control of the plane at the time intentionally did this with a particular nefarious outcome in mind. The pair proposed that the high-speed impact of the plane while the landing gear has been extended serves to both obliterate the aircraft as well as cause it to sink as fast as possible. So... It being open while doing a water landing makes the aircraft fall apart faster. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, because when it took off, it would have went up immediately, and they didn't lose contact for a while, so they had to extend it. And the pilots would have known if they were landing in water not to put them out. Yeah, absolutely. God, that's crazy. But there's nothing we could do about it. The guy's no, dead. Not a lot can be done right now. Whoever right now. whoever flew it into the water is dead. I, I would agree with that. I'd say that's a safe assumption. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. God, it's crazy. And some Damn. even older airline news. <laughs> okay. All right. Curious codes found on suspected Earhart debris. What? What? That's what it says. Let's let's Jesus Christ. All right. So I mean, what year are we talking about when Earhart was doing her thing? The thirties? Um, yeah, I think like the nineteen so. thirties, right? Let's the see. Forties now. Thirties. It was before World War Two, so yeah, so we're talking thirties. It's gotta be. Amelia Earhart. Crazy. Disappeared nineteen thirty seven. Okay. So yeah. Jesus. The scientific a scientific analysis of suspected debris from Amelia Earhart's plane was uncovered as uncovered curious codes that had been previously that had previously been invisible to the naked eye. So let me start out with they don't know if this is actually her debris or right, not. Right. So suspected debris. Yeah. And okay. 
the intriguing discovery has reportedly made by or was reportedly made by researchers at the Penn State Radiation Science and Engineering Center who offered to examine the mysterious aluminum panel last year after lab men- member Daniel Beck saw a TV special on the disappearance of the famed aviator. What piqued his interest was the possibility that their technology could be used to find previously unseen details in the piece, which was discovered back in 1991 on the island of Nicomararo, Yeah, where many believe the lost pilot ultimately landed. <clears throat> he explained that we were fairly confident we'd be able to see the remnants of Mark's worn away or paint particles on the debris by way of the Penn State Breziel reactor, which is a device that uses neutron radiography to detect tiny details in or on an object that were otherwise impossible to discern. Beck's suspicion proved to be correct, as the lab announced their findings this week and indicated that they had discovered some particularly fantastic aspects of the aluminum piece in the form of snippets of text. What the? Described by lab director Keenan Unlu oh, yes. as stamped or painted marks, the writing reads XRO, 3D, D24, and 335 or 338, one of those two. It means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> as for what the text might signify, yeah. Unlu theorized that it could be the from the original manufacturer and marvel that the writing is the first new information from the panel that has been examined by various experts with huh. different scientific techniques for the why first do they do 30 this years. You know, why don't they like why do why do they do this to us? They're like, hey, we found some cool shit. We haven't looked into it yet. But we found some cool shit. It's like, this no, is, do your fucking homework and then yeah. break your goddamn story. Come on. Well, no, they want to get it out there as fast as possible. Yeah, well. Uh, it says now they're looking into, not them, but other people that care about finding <laughs> if it's her or not. Are looking into if those numbers actually might have been on her plane. Yeah. I thought she was eaten. Eaten? Yeah, there's some theory out there she was eaten. By what? That there was, there's this, I can't remember the details off the top of my head, just recalling it. She landed on an island, and her and her co-pilot were ultimately eaten. There's stories about this blonde woman that landed on from a plane in that, and and ultimately they ate her. Yummy. Wow. That's just amazing. They would fucking do that. Eat the woman from the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was one dude that was out and like, I don't know where the fuck he was. I don't remember. But I know he had been chilling out like. I don't I don't even know what the fuck he was in this weird remote area, but he was like on a raft or a boat or something like that. And as he was passing, he was just going on the stream or whatever. He saw um, a woman kind of fitting that description of Amelia Earhart. Uh, on her knees, hands bound behind her back, and then they shot her point blank. Now, obviously, he didn't uh, maybe know. Maybe they ate her. Well, maybe. Maybe it's the same story. Maybe. But then you think to yourself, do 
somebody that would do something so primitive as to eat another human, would they have something as sophisticated as a gun? Sure. <laughs> would they? Why not? I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, I think to myself, oh, cannibals. I don't think that they're that technologically advanced. That's pretty judgmental of you. It is. And I will <laughs> fucking stand by that till the day I die. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Now you're going to watch. I'm going to fucking cannibal show up on my door. He's like, I carry all the time. They're out there. I suppose they probably are. Fucking weirdos. God, man. Now I'm thinking like Hannibal. Oh. You ever see that flick? Of course. Yeah. It's a good one. Goodness gracious. What are you looking at? Oh, um, I'm looking for another story, but I one I just thought of there <laughs> there there was what is was so funny. Nothing, just go. Um, going back to those um study articles today. Yeah. I saw this a couple times in the group, and I don't remember who brought it up. I don't remember in, uh, Lucy bringing it up in like the Facebook group or in one of them or oh, both okay, of okay. them. At some point, I do remember somebody mentioning this, but it was kind of dismissed. But by everybody, if I remember right, but it is mentioned in like the fifth um paragraph of this story actually it's the fourth paragraph of this story okay no it's about the sixth anyways it doesn't matter it's not too far into the story it says her allegations as well as those of other relatives who grew up with the family suggest donald sudi also could have been a low-level player in organized crime who used the vast property as a dumping ground for bodies of men as well oh wow I do remember seeing that in some of the groups, but this says that Lucy said this. Oh, I see. The sh I think that's one from one of the earlier articles to mention yeah. this. Huh. So that means there should be bodies all over out there. Possibly, yeah. And I mean, in all honesty, like I mean, that's dude. I'm telling you, it's just it's weird. Like knowing, like growing up in the area. Like everybody's saying, yeah, just don't go out there. Don't go out there. Even like, especially if you had like out of state plates, don't go out there. Hey, did you fixed your green screen, didn't you? No, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was clicked away and I clicked back in the little part. You weren't paying attention and I gently nudged my yeah, computer. Thought I wouldn't notice, but I did. But now it's fucked up on the other side. So I don't, yeah, now yeah. it's screwed up over there just a smidge. So. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, anyway, yeah, keep um, <laughs> fucking riveting content about the green screen. Yeah, <laughs> um, I what was I gonna say? Oh, there's all kinds of. I mean, it's all speculation, right? And yes. there's none of this came from Lucy, but there's people in there. I they believe that the bodies may have disintegrated due to the lie, and which is bullshit um but i yeah. mean there's there's so there's so many psychics in there offering their help or they want to hypnotize lucy's to try to bring up her past memories like, like regression type yeah. therapy like um yeah it's not that psychics couldn't work but obviously the police aren't going to 
take that. And nobody correct. That should be the last thing that they do, honestly. Correct. There's also all this stuff about how maybe he moved all the bodies, but that's a lot of like where oh, that'd be too many. Them? And that would be quite the undertaking. And that'd be impossible. Maybe maybe organized crime came back and took all of them, but they would have only took the ones that mattered to them, not yeah seventy bodies. I, the thing is, and this is sad to say, okay, but I'm just going to say it, all right? This really is, if if you are going to do something like this, it, it could be the perfect crime, right? Number one, you have a very remote area of, of southwest Iowa that nobody even hardly understands how to get to, or even that it exists in the first place. Number two. The, the people that he was supposedly taking and then killing, and this is going to sound terrible, okay? But I'm going to say it, but, like, you have transients, prostitutes, things like that. I mean, these aren't exactly people that you're going to be then missing from Sunday dinner. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like, oh, we haven't heard oh, from them in months anyway. She also claimed at one point, it wasn't in any of the articles, but it was in Facebook group. She yeah. claimed at one point, and I, ha I have that, even if it's not still in there. She claimed at one point that her dad had killed some taxi drivers, several, in both Denver and Omaha. Oh, but see, now that you could almost then trace. Yeah, and she didn't say that they were on the property. She just said that she knows oh, that, they, that he killed them. I see. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I don't. I don't know. There's too. There's almost too much now. So uh, yeah. So lot. seven. It's so so yeah. Serial killer, seventy prostitutes. That's a lot, right? But then you throw in organized crime as well, and you throw right. in taxi killings. Now, and I'm telling you, like I could. I mean, I. I I guess it's something that's an angle that I never considered was organized crime, right? And I don't know how rampant organized crime is or was in the Omaha area or even in, like, the Kansas City area. Kansas City was a very big mob town. I've, I've In the known, 70s? In the I've 80s? known personally, and actually you met one person from one of the families, um, oh. even though you didn't know, um, some of the biggest families in Kansas City during the 70s and 80s and they're still influential today even though the person that i knew from the family wasn't a part of it it was his parents yeah yeah and that 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 name that person's name which i won't say on the show no of course not. i've yeah. seen all the articles and i've seen all the stuff and they're even the movie casino they talk yeah, about how the movie. las vegas was run by mobsters in kansas city that's from real things wow that's how it all got because somebody Dude. got caught because that's like the closest they could get without getting caught to Las Vegas. Casino's a great fucking flick, by the way. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but I mean, maybe in all honesty, like maybe that's an avenue to then explore in some way. I don't know. But Jesus Christ, like, I mean, well, if you bring in that element to the investigation, you can say that that's why they didn't dig in the right place because they're being influenced now. Yeah. Which is could be very convenient to somebody if they are making up the story. 
See, now we're oozing with conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is. The whole thing is, it right? It is. And, it you know, is. We, like, I, and there's so much said in those groups, but I'm, yeah. I try my hardest to only go by what Lucy says yeah. and what by her sister says. And that makes sense. Yeah. There's absolutely. several other people that claim to be family members and they claim to be this or they claim to be that. And they all say all these things and they mention all these people, but yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to suss through that, you know. It's crazy. It is interesting, though. I mean, I guess, again, like, that's just an avenue that I never really considered. I never really thought about. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, but organized. Happen, you know, I don't as, know. I, I feel like if organized crime was involved and they knew he was a serial killer, they yeah. would no longer be involved with him because they wouldn't right. want that level of attention eventually. Exactly. Not at all. No way. Absolutely not. So if he was or wasn't, it probably didn't have to do with the serial killing at all. It yeah. wouldn't have dealt with removal of the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, the whole story, I mean, is interesting. And it's, again... I'm I'm interested to see where everything goes with it. You know? I'm I'm curious to see. I don't know. Time will tell, my friend. Shit. Did you freeze? No. I had this like you're fucking just sitting. I there had this looking weird. Um file scared me. I've had this file on my desktop it's that porn. I didn't recognize. It's porn. It, no it's fucking porn the top the 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 name of the file is 11615 space 730-0800 p.m and i had no idea what it was the date and time you shot the porn no <laughs> it was uh one of the times i was on local radio and it's the oh. file of the show where i was on a likely story i just don't I like remember it. how pretty, i got on yeah. that on that um You're like how the there. fuck did i get on that show <laughs> <laughs> no no i just don't remember i don't remember why that file is where it's at that's cool that's good stuff i do have another paranormal story well hit me uh it's tangentially paranormal there's a video which i'll post in the show notes but apparently they found 168 new nazca glyphs whoa that's a how lot many? 168 that's a lot mm -hmm. okay a team Jeez. of japanese researchers have uncovered a staggering 168 geoglyphs in the desert that is home to the famed nazca lines the remarkable discovery was reportedly made by scientists from yagamata university working alongside peruvian archaeologist jorge olano Believed to have been created at some point between 100 B.C. and 300 A.D., the ancient drawings depicted a variety of creatures, including birds, snakes, cats, and even killer whales. One particularly amusing geoglyph found a t by the team is that of a human being mm -hmm. that has some likeness to Homer Simpson. I don't see it. They show <laughs> They show a picture of it, and it's just... He looks it looks like a cartoon, but it does not look like Homer. It looks more like a dog. <laughs> like a dog? Yeah. Um here. Let's I'll show you. I'll yeah. show our, our viewers here too that are watching on 
um, YouTube and, and elsewhere. Share screen. Yeah, you share the window screen. Chrome tab. Oh yeah. There we go. Here share. we go. Let's do it. Oh, I got to bring it in here, don't I? Now that does not look like Homer Simpson. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I see a That's round funny. face with the, the big nose. I see the beard. Around the mouth that's open saying don't <laughs> and then the eyes and all that stuff. But yeah. That's interesting. Uh I don't know. Doesn't wow. look like it to me. But yeah, so that's one of them. Um amazingly, this is not the first batch of such drawings to be discovered by the team as they all found a whopping 143 in 2019. Yeah. All told, since the group began their work, they have uncovered 358 new drawings in and around the Nazca Desert. Dude, that's crazy. Ooh, let's see. Let's watch this video real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you keeping up? Huh? Cool. You... <laughs> you hear that? Yeah, we can hear it, of course. It's great. I didn't know if I had the audio on or not. Yeah, you got it. It's perfect, yeah. Fun. <laughs> Did you say fun? You're like, oh, it's fun. This is fun, huh? Wow. I got a lot of getting stuff ready to do. Yeah, you got to get packing. And get your beautiful ass up here. Let's do this. I tell you what, though. Yeah. Anybody... What's that? We need to get back to regular paranormal shows. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And I feel like this weekend is going to be the perfect little segue into all of that fun your, stuff. Your picture fell over. My what? Hold on. My picture. You son of a bitch. That that was that. I know the, you uh, can't see it in the video. The autograph, but is a, that the autograph picture? Yeah, it was. It fell over back there. Well, why did you allow that to happen? I don't it know. Framed. It wasn't me. It you, you, did you give me a frame for it? I didn't. No, <laughs> I did not. It should be framed and hanging on the wall. Uh, I think it's it's next to Slimer back there. That's cute. So I love it. I love it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. What does your hat say? Schlitz. Schlitz. Okay. I didn't know if it was like uh, it, it's the Schlitz logo, but I didn't know if it yeah. like said something different. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Okay, Just it's not up. clever enough. No, I'm not. I am not clever enough for any of that. Oh my goodness, this is good stuff. Um, but guys, if <clears throat> I want to, I want to hear from people in the audience, and I want to hear any comment whatsoever that you have regarding anything, any topic that we've talked about this evening. Um, and to do that, you just call in 913-730-7255. Leave us a voice message. You can even send us a text message. Um, 913-730-7255. And uh, like I said, yeah, I want to hear from everybody. I want to hear what uh, your thoughts are on, again, anything that we discussed tonight. Um, so we do i do have some new stuff that i don't know if we ever actually mentioned on the show 
Yeah. From the voice line. <laughs> um, you got some voicemails. Or we so it says, so I, some of these are older. So this is from the episode where we talked about the grandma that held out the, or handed out the Ouija boards at her funeral. Yeah. It says, no, y'all need to hand out the Luigi board at Josh's funeral. And I'll just hold that up there. The Luigi board. Uh, the Luigi board. <laughs> and the same person sent oh. us a serial killer happy or, oh my or happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. See, it actually does go to my phone. So just so if people want to send me stuff, it's not like it just goes off somewhere. No, it goes straight to Koopsik's phone. It's great. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I read this one before, but we'll give it a go because it sounds pretty, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, we definitely read that one. So it's, um, stop me if you heard this one already. I pulled a Josh and not in a sexy way. Damn it. Wife and I returned to the Stanley Hotel for our fifth anniversary. Stayed in 217 Stephen King room the first night and 401 Lord Dunraven room the next night. That's awesome. You can hear when people come up to the door all scared to approach. I would watch them through the people. All the time. Yeah. And just at the right moment, jiggle the doorknob and rattle the door. Yeah. Now they have a story to tell. Since 217 is the end of the hallway, it's hilarious watching people haul ass back to the stairs. So that was in reference to you talking about people, kids coming and knocking on the door at the manor. Yeah. And then and you scaring them. I scared the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, then we had a cool episode on subliminal messages, which I put out a throwback of our oh. 2016 subliminal message episode. Yeah. I remember during the satanic panic of the 80s, our family went to see some traveling evangelist with a hard-on for rock music. Nice. Two nights were dedicated to back masking and hidden messages in the music and album covers. Pointless trivia. Weird Al participated in the back masking thing on his song Nature Trail to Hell. Play it backwards during the obvious part and we find out that Satan eats cheese whiz. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, okay. So, what's up? Uh, this is another person. What's up, guys? Came across this article about a business in my area. Maybe a Christmas idea for Josh. Well, I'm going to ruin the Christmas idea. Yeah. Jizzy Jewelry. <laughs> Brantford, Ontario woman's jewelry business takes off. I'm sure it does. Oh my God. I don't know if you can see it, but Jizzy Jewelry. Um, A Brantford, Ontario woman is getting attention (laughs) for some creative jewelry pieces that some may find jarring. (laughs) While many may question the creations, there's been enough interest that she's turned this into her full-time job. Wow. Quote, we are mainly known for working with sentimental materials, things like ashes, breast milk. Oh, I see where this article's going. We've done umbilical cords, placenta capsules. They're turning those all into jewelry, right? Yeah. So the title, you know where this is going and what they turned into jewelry. Holy. Uh, Said Amanda Booth, the owner of Trinkets by Amanda Booth. And that's the tamer portion of the operation. Quote. Most recently, we've started incorporating semen and vaginal fluids into jewelry pieces and sculptures. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, the newer additions to the jewelry line began as a joke after someone commented on one of Booth's social media videos asking if she ever worked with those kinds of substances. At first, she was offended, but gave us some thought and put out the question online to see if there would be any interest after being flooded with serious requests. Really? It wasn't long before she cashed in. Of course, that's not what it says, but that's what it means. (laughs) <laughs> Jizzy Jewelry, Booth said loudly while chuckling when she explained the Jizzy TV news that she named those specific products. Yeah. Whether it's a memorial piece from ashes or bodily fluid focus creations, there is a common material used amongst all. You know, I'm primary a clay artist. So this is like clay. I was thinking like encapsulated in something. That's what I thought too. Or like crystallized in some way. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go to this like thrift store and find a random clay thing, and I'm going to mail it to you. Please, but don't. say it's from this. Maybe we go like let's take a trip to Ontario. She uses translucent clay, so it you can actually see, see it. See, uh, yeah, yeah. So you and I need to go to Ontario. Are you down? Are you with me so far? Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. We'll get each other gifts. Booth and her team use personal <laughs> no response. equipment as well to ensure everything is kept sterile. It says What's they turn the, the breast milk into powder to incorporate it into the clay. What the fuck? Uh, she okay. says their clients are of all different ages, backgrounds, and races who have different reasons for coming to her. Jesus God. <laughs> but um boom a lot of people want to represent the intimacy and passion of the relationship. Some couples have really struggled through their fertility and either they found they can't have kids or they finally had the kid they were trying for. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. That's heartwarming. What's the, what's your PO box? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just let our listener here no, know. No, absolutely is. not. They can send you something. Yeah, like severed fingers and shit. No thanks. I so your PO box is not publicly out there anywhere. I hope not. Jesus <laughs> Christ! And now you got thousands of people that are going to be fucking googling that. Here we go. I mean, I'm not as big of a dick. I, just send it to the manor. People can find that address. Mail it to the manor. That's easy to find. Please. <laughs> See? Oh, he God. said please. What um, and I think I have a phone God. call too. And then and then we can go ahead and uh let's check it out. Oh, this is from July. Oh shit. But I haven't played it. Um I can't look okay, I'll just play it on here. Hey guys, it's Chuck here. Um, I just got done listening to your newest episode about some uh, UFO sightings and um, Jason, your own experiences uh, of which several in Colorado. Um, Well, I grew up in Colorado, not far from where you were talking about in Golden, um, just a couple of 15 minutes northeast. I know exactly where Golden is. There's a great pizza place there. I used to live in Denver for a little while. Golden is, is a fun little town. Huh. Golden, the town called Nevada. But anyway, um, 
I've been meaning to call you guys, tell you a couple of my own stories, and uh, feel free to put this on the show if you want. I'll Sorry it took so long. Brief. But uh, I was going back and listening to some of your back catalog, and I heard a couple of episodes with uh, Jeff Adamico. And as soon as I heard the first one, I was like, shit, I got to listen to all this dude's content <laughs> on the show because the guy's fascinating. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so first story, uh, it was winter. And this, this, um, this is my original story I meant to call you guys because uh, Josh had a extremely similar experience when uh, you guys were talking about disclosure with Jeff Adamick. So I was... Uh, Quite like Jason or Josh, I was standing out in my driveway. Very overcast kind of day. Lots of um, light pollution coming in from Denver. Just makes the sky kind of glow this like dark maroon reddish kind of kind of color. Um, it had just snowed, so I bring that those two details up because it was dead silent of the night. You couldn't yeah. hear anything. There was so much insulation from the clouds and the snow. It was just silent. Those are the best. I'm standing on my driveway, smoking a cigarette, looking up at the sky, and off in the distance, I just see this brownish figure moving towards me. And for a brief second, I nearly just shit. Yeah. Didn't take long before I thought, oh, shit, that's a B-2 bomber. And I got really fucking excited. I'm just standing there watching this thing. And it just flies really low, really slow over me. And it's just completely silent. What? Which is saying something with how quiet the, the yeah. ambient noise was on that night, just in general. <laughs> so, yeah, almost an identical uh, experience to what Josh saw. And I just thought I'd share that. That's amazing. Um, my second, so not really UFO fighting, but whatever. <clears throat> Um, then probably about a year later, it was, uh, the 4th of July, we were at the kind of like the city's recreational area. They got soccer fields, football or, uh, baseball diamonds, all that jazz. And they put off a fireworks show there and there's plenty of hills around us to kind of, you know, sit and check it all out. So, okay. So that's the end of the first one. Oh um, my god, cut him off. <laughs> but it's remember there is a three minute limit on these oh, voicemails. So he did call okay. back. Okay. Okay, good deal. Hey, Chucky again. I wasn't fast enough. So I'll get to the point. Fourth <laughs> of July. A couple of us dudes are just chilling up on this hill. It's already gotten dark. <clears throat> they turn off all the stadium lights because the show's about to start in about fifteen minutes. Then a buddy of mine noticed way off in the distance. <clears throat> on the other side of town, way up, probably northeast of us, miles away. We see three lights in the sky in just like a triangle formation. And they're just judging by the distance, I think they were, were they had to have been, I don't know, a thousand feet from each other. So this was a big formation. They were also very far away. And uh, I do, I know the area extremely well. <clears throat> so. I think I'm judging distance pretty well. And they're just rotating in this triangle formation. What? Then a fourth one shows up in the middle. The fourth one moves out and forms a four-point you know, box position for a formation. So weird. Then they start rotating again. Then, as they're rotating, like two corners will come in 
meet each other in the middle and essentially change places. And then the whole formation will shift over to about a diamond. And then, if I remember correctly, we're just watching this blown away. And when it stops, it it just stops with, you know, one goes out, two goes out, three, four, they're they're gone. And And we're just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And as far as we could tell, nobody else noticed this. Wow. Nobody else was pointing. Nobody else was saying anything. It was it was crazy. I've never heard anybody else explain or describe a, anything similar. I've seen I've, I've heard reports of just dots in the sky, but, um, yeah, but that's not freaking sweet. Like but um, anyway, I mean, your first thought would be you know drones, commercial quadcopters with lights. Yeah. Well, this was July 2011, maybe 2012, and as far as I know, yeah, commercial like just quadcopters were not commercially available back then. And to have them fly that high in that kind of precise formation and move as smoothly as they were, also having lights on board that are bright enough to to be as bright as they were that far away, it just it seems weird. But anyway, that's my story. Yeah. Uh, feel free to put it on the show. Um, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. That is cool. I don't know, man. Like I. It's like you almost want to say, oh, yeah, maybe it was like military, right? But at the same time, the military would also kind of double check probably. I don't I don't know how much credit to give them, but, I mean, they would probably double check the fact that there was a fireworks display going on that exact same night, all of that stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they don't care. Maybe. But maybe they were all yeah, there. That, like, that's really cool. People, but that's fucking cool. That's good stuff. Sorry it took so long to get that on the air. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I don't know. I don't, you were <laughs> Dude, gone for a no, long man, time. I know. <laughs> I know. I was gone forever. I know. It's crazy. But yeah, call in your own call in your own um stories like that. We want to hear them. And if yeah. you want, if your story's good, rather than you call in and tell us a snippet of your story. And if we're intrigued, we could have you on yeah, if you want to come on. Get them on the show. That'd be freaking sweet. I started um, what I want to turn into a series is people's paranormal stories. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. I did an episode. Our most recent episode before this one is mm-hmm. several people's just paranormal stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I want to kind of do more of those. That's fun. That's good stuff. 913-730-7255. You can give us a call and shoot us a text. All that fun jazz. But yeah, Mr. Koopsick, do you have anything else for the good peeps before we um, bid them adieu? I'm bringing you a present. Really? Yeah. What, uh, listen. It's probably one you'll want to keep at the manor, which is fine. <sighs> is it like a doll? I was or bringing the like best it? Is it a stuff? fucking no. like, scary ass doll? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I thought about that. But I have a present for you too. I'm not sure if you'll want it or not. Will but my wife here. want it in the house? <laughs> Is it something I gave you? No, no. no you no. still have that um, that grave marker, grave marker that I, I do. changed the person's name. I do have it. Yes, that's actually an extended family member's grave I, marker. You, I remember you told me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's still here. It's still here. I got um, something to add to that. So, oh, nice. Okay. Well, as a new presence. So, oh, I see. I see. And it's not jizzy jewelry. 
Well, thank God I, for that. Uh, no, you were. I know you're hoping for that, but I was. I fingers crossed. But you know, Christmas is coming. Christmas yeah. is coming right up, buddy. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyway, send him something to the manor. <laughs> Do not. I rarely check the mailbox, guys. Rarely. Um, It'll be a package at the door. <laughs> got an interesting package the other day here at the manor yeah. um which was interesting because i was i was waiting for the overnight group to show up and i never know okay i i always tell them which door to come to sure in the back right mm-hmm. um a lot of people just don't read that shit and so they will come to the front and they're like oh we didn't know where to go i'm like yeah it's because you don't fucking read but anyway but still oh. so i checked the front door and I open up the front door that leads onto the porch, right? Like that door. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a Bible that was sitting oh. right outside the door, facing the manor, right there. And I'm like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you like, have I just that? giggle. I giggle my fucking ass off. Because I'm like, you must think that I'm like some weird Satanist. Even though you wouldn't realize that I have five Bibles already, like just sitting in this building. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, guys. Did you bring it in? I did, and then I threw it away because it's shit. It was a shit Bible. Oh, okay. I, uh, my my Bibles are better, so it's like, <laughs> this one's shit. So yeah, but yeah, good times, good times. So anyway, on that happy little note, we'll talk to the good peeps very soon. Koopsik, I'll see your beautiful ass in forty eight hours. Oh yeah, start doing your calisthenics, and we'll talk oh. to you soon. Peace out. I said your calisthenics. Bum bum bum